Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. I am thinking today of that beautiful land I shall reach when the sun goeth down. When through wonderful grace by my Savior I stand, will there be any stars in my crown? Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown? When at evening the sun goeth down, Blessed in the mansions of rest Will there be any stars in my crown? Oh, what joy will it be when his face I behold Living gems at his feet to lay down it would sweeten my bliss in the city of gold Should there be any stars in my crown Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown When at evening the sun goeth down, goeth down When I wake with a bless in the mansions of rest Will there be any stars in my crown, in my Heavenly Father, we seek Thee just now at the beginning of this broadcast. Bless everyone who hears, especially the sick and the troubled, and those who have written to us for a place in our prayers. This we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart 
Heralds sing now about some of our experiences of the future, when we shall be privileged to share the joys of heaven, saved by grace. shall see him face to face 
story saved by grace, and I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace. Someday when fades the golden sun beneath the rosy-tinted west, my blessed Lord shall say well done, and I shall Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, the man who was never born. Statues and memorials of various kinds have been erected to great men and women. Much honor has been done to the man who supposedly was the first to discover America, the man who first used anesthetics, the man who first overcame the power of gravitation in a heavier-than-air machine, the first man to fly, the first man to talk over a wire, the first man to do this, the first man to do that. Some time ago, a citizen of New Jersey said, it was about time to erect a statue to the first man, the first man to be a man, the first man to live, the man who was never born, the man who had no mother, the man who was created from the dust of the earth by the hand of God. The man who was named by God, Adam, red or ruddy. The man who was married by God, instructed by God, sought by God, clothed by God, condemned by God, cursed by God, driven out by God, warned by God, comforted by God. Adam, the first man. This is the scriptural story found in the first book of Holy Scripture, Genesis. After the creation of the earth and the creation of vegetable and animal life, we read, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Genesis 1, 26 and onward. In this creation of man, Adam was made first. Just how long before Eve was formed, we are not told. Here is the holy record in Genesis 2, 7. 
And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. We are not told that he had a soul, but that he was a soul, a living soul or living creature, for the words are the same in the original. He must have come forth from the creative hand of God, perfect in every way, in full maturity and with all his powers intact. He was placed in charge of the garden eastward in Eden. And God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Verses 16 and 17. In this garden of delight there was also another tree called the tree of life. Such a tree on earth today would be the center of worldwide attention. This tree was never discovered in ancient times, nor has it been found in modern times, and was doubtless removed from the earth after the entrance of sin. But we read in the book of Revelation that the time will come when men will have access to it again. Revelation 22, verse 2. With everything pronounced good by God, still Adam was not complete. Everything was not good with him, and the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 18. All the animal creation was named by Adam, but there was not found as a complement to him, appropriate to him, anyone equal to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife. They shall be one flesh. Verses 21 to 24. This is the record of the first marriage, the beginning of the first home, the record of the first surgical operation. Skeptics at one time sneered at this passage of Scripture. They said, how could one sleep while a rib was being taken from him? We know better today. Now no one wants an operation performed unless he is asleep. This is the high origin of our race, not from patriarchal polywogs or ancestral apes, but from the very hand of God, stated here far more beautifully in the words of another. Quote, God created man in his own image. Here is no mystery. There is no ground for the supposition that man was evolved by slow degrees of development from the lower forms of animal or vegetable life. Such teaching lowers the great work of the Creator to the level of man's narrow earthly conceptions. The genealogy of our race, as given by inspiration, traces back its origin not to a line of developing germs, mollusks, and quadrupeds, but to the great Creator. Though formed from the dust, Adam was the Son of God. These are the beautiful words of E.G. White in the book Patriarchs and Prophets, page 45. Adam was the son of God by creation, as we read in Luke 3.38. Marriage is here introduced. This union, solemnized by the Creator, sanctifies marriage. Holy matrimony and the Holy Sabbath 
are the only two institutions to come down to us from those days of unclouded paradise. For sin, and with it death, had never yet descended upon the world. Adam and Eve received the command to multiply and replenish or fill the earth. Adam was the head of a new race and new world. And this is a figure of Christ, as St. Paul tells us in Romans 5.14, that Adam is the figure of him that was to come. So our Savior is the head of a new creation, a redeemed race, which someday will inhabit this earth made new. In that sense, he will be the last Adam. In the earth as God planned it, there was access to the tree of life, labor for pleasure, the blessings of love and family. There was also a moral test of man's obedience, the prohibition to taste or even touch the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man did touch it. He took it at the instigation of his companion. Since sin is the transgression of God's law, 1 John 3, 4 tells us, and death is the wages of sin, Romans 6:23. Death passed upon our first parents and upon all of us. The dominion was lost, life was lost, character was lost, holiness lost, dominion over the earth lost. The very nature of the earth changed. Thorns and thistles are brought forth. Before his sin, Adam had open communion with God. In the cool of the day, he received instruction, fellowship with the Creator. Now it's all changed. There was no communion between God and man. But God did not leave him. God sought for him. The Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? Genesis 3, 9. A beautiful picture of God seeking man, lost man, dying man. He did not leave him. He does not leave us. God goes forth seeking men. God in Christ came seeking the lost. Do we respond to his love as that one lost sheep when the master shepherd found it? Love burns, he bound him. 
shield from the cold. He brought the lost one safe back to the fold. The shepherd went out to search for his sheep, and all through the night on the rocky steep, he sought till he found him. With love bands he And so in the garden, God was seeking man, even then as a lost sheep. He's driven from the garden, lest he become an immortal sinner, put forth his hand and take of the tree of life and live forever. And there a flaming sword by the tree of life turned every way, as we read in Genesis 3:24. Man longs to see that cherubim-guarded gate of paradise where the divine glory was revealed. Someday, through the grace of God revealed in Christ, the world's Redeemer, we shall again reach the place of life. Remember, as Alexander White reminds us, death is a great debater. He doesn't bandy words. He comes to us with overwhelming proofs in his hands of the fall of mankind. There's something wrong with the world. Smart replies and keen repartee will not stop death. If Adam had only believed God, if he'd only stopped his ear to the father of lies, the progress of joy and life and advance of the world would have been beyond imagination. But now, lost men may be redeemed. The man who was never born lost everything. The man who was born of the virgin gained everything. For did not the promise come to Adam's ears that the seed of the woman should bruise the serpent's head? Even death itself, which came to the first Adam, after nearly a thousand years of life, will be conquered in the last Adam, Christ. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. What happy names those are, the second man, the last Adam, the Lord from heaven. What is the hope of the man who was never born? The answer is the virgin born. He is our hope too. We must give our hearts to him. He is our life. Through his atoning, vicarious sacrifice upon the cross, we too may find a full and complete redemption through faith in his name, for surely, surely sweet is his love. my friend forever sweet is thy love to me nothing our heart shall sever ever thine own I'll be feeling thy love and 
enfold me close to thy precious side, feeling thine arms uphold me, safe shall my soul abide. Sometime across the river, safe in that holy place, Jesus, my friend forever, I shall behold thy face. Then in the light of glory, how I shall praise thy love, how I shall tell the story with the redeemed above. Now, before Mr. Richards returns to the microphone, we want to say, keep your courage high, look up, and may you ever go forward in faith. Just one word to all of our friends. Every radio program lives on its mail. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate your letters, and we hope you'll keep on sending them. The letters of the people who believe in the voice of prophecy give us courage and help us to continue in the work. So we hope that you will indeed write to the Voice of Prophecy, our address as always, Box 55, Los Angeles, California. Have faith in God, the first Adam's failure deplored. Have faith in God, God's Son, the last Adam adored. Have faith in God, in Christ, the lost Eden restored. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope you've enjoyed this transcribed program of ours. Listen in again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.